Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right now, though, Desjardins has released the first in a series of reports that takes a look at how young people are making out given the current state of the economy, how things are for young Canadians right now. And, you know, we often hear that things are really, really tough for young Canadians, and they are in a lot of ways. There's no doubt about it. It's tough for all of us, right? But there's also some room for some optimism, according to this study. So let's get into it. We're going to chat with Randall Bartlett, who is the Senior Director of Canadian Economics for Desjardins. Randall, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Nice to be here. So before we get into the finding, let's get into the how this report came together. What are the parameters? What did you look at? Who did you talk to? Who did you evaluate? How did you put the data together? Yes, yeah, so what we wanted to do was really just get uh, a clear picture uh, of uh, the state of, uh, of youth today in terms of uh, specifically their you know, educational outcomes and uh, what sort of employment opportunities that they're, uh, they're looking for and taking advantage of, as, as well as a sort of broad uh, look at uh, how mental health uh, is evolving among young people. And so we dug into data from, uh, from Statistics Canada, uh, international data from places like the OECD, and, uh, and also uh, we looked at polling firms and sort of polls that are coming out on what young people are looking for and uh, sort of how, uh, how their opportunities and challenges are evolving. And you compare and contrast going back about, what, 30 years, something like that, sort of what's the difference between now and the early 90s, right? That's right. Yeah, we try to look at uh, you know sort of uh, you know roughly you know their their parents' generation or maybe a little bit younger than that yeah. to get a sense of you know if they were to have graduated from uh, uh, university ten uh, sorry twenty years earlier, what would the outcome have been in terms of you know inflation adjusted earnings that kind of thing, employment that sort of stuff. And like you say, some reason to be optimistic in there. Especially, I, I was really struck by the education uh, piece of the of the study that you did. Far more education among young Canadians than a lot of our peer countries. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. I mean, young people are pursuing post-secondary education at a much higher rate than uh, than the OECD average, than most other advanced economies. And so a lot of that uh, relates not just to university, though, and I think it's important to talk about that. It also relates to uh, young people going to college, as well as, yeah. uh, you know, the SEGEP system in, in uh, Quebec, which was a, a big change there in the hope of uh, increasing post-secondary uh, educational enrollment. And so it was quite successful in doing that. And so really, there's been a lot of policy effort that's got us here. But uh, yeah, very educated generation of young people in Canada right now. And of course, that translates to increased earnings on average, right? Higher education, higher wages. Yep, for the most part, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very clear trajectory. With every additional level of education that a young person gets, their earnings go up, not just in the short term, but even more so over the long term, particularly if they uh, attend university, you really notice that gap open up by a very wide margin. Um, and it seems like, and another part that I found was kind of interesting, is a lot of kids from lower income families are more, more kids from lower income families are jumping into post-secondary education at higher levels than we've seen in the past. So we've got some really upwardly mobile young Canadians. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I, I've heard it said before that the American dream is alive and well in Canada. And yeah. you can really see that 
here in Canada, where you're seeing a greater share of younger, of uh, low-income uh, young people pursuing post-secondary education. But a part of that, too, uh, relates to the high level of immigration that we have in Canada, where you have a lot of younger people coming here, young families coming here, and their children pursuing post-secondary education. So part of that is also not just an sort of organic uh, uh, Canadian story, but it's also a story of new immigrants coming to Canada and looking for opportunities. Some of the barriers, though, and like it's not all good news, of course. I mean, you're going to have a mixed bag with anything like this, but some of the barriers that struck out uh, women, specifically young women, Women really facing a lot of barriers to some of this, you know, good news that you're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, young women are still um, burdened by the sort of the you know, traditional caregiver role that uh, that has been assigned to them uh, in past generations, and so women are much more likely to uh, only be sort of tentatively. Uh, attached to the labor force, to pursue higher levels of education, to remain in the labor force for longer periods of time, uh, you know, much, uh, to a much lesser extent than men. And there were, often they, they cite that the need to care for, for, uh, for others, and not just children, but also other members besides children, other members of their family. And so uh, given uh, this need and this rule, I think there is a public policy solution to a lot of this. I mean, uh, the low cost of childcare being, being a big one and an obvious one, we've seen a lot of success there in Quebec in, in improving the labor market outcomes for mothers. And so I think that's a really important step forward, but also supporting those young women who uh, are in that caregiver role or taking care of parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and, and other siblings and that kind of thing. We, uh, there is a broader role for public policy to play in, in ensuring those, those women remain in education are, you know, get good jobs, stay attached to the labor market and have those, you know, better employment and and earnings outcomes over the longer term. And, you know, I wonder how policy works around another component that you you mentioned as seeing some barriers. And it's also important, like we we know we have a labor shortage. We need everybody in involved in the workforce as much as we possibly can. So we've we've got the barriers that women are facing. There's also barriers that immigrants are facing to this country. And we know, I mean, we, we talk so much about how they're a key part of, you know, bolstering the workforce in this country. They're facing barriers too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, a big part, you know, to start off with, I mean, coming to a new country, uh, any of us even going to a new city, you don't have necessarily a network there and that sort of thing. So there are all those natural barriers that come with just coming to uh, to a new geographic location. But then on top of that, a lot of new immigrants don't get their credentials uh, recognized in Canada. And so they can be educated at an excellent university, but we don't recognize that here in Canada. So there are a lot of uh, it, immigrants are proportionately much more likely to have pursued, uh, you know, science, technology, um, you know, mathematics and engineering, that sort of thing, STEM education, than uh, domestic-born Canadians or, or, or native-born Canadians. And so as a result, I mean, we have all of this untapped talent, and we keep having this conversation about why Canada's productivity is lagging so far yeah. behind some of our peers like the U.S., we have all of this untapped talent. We're just not recognizing their credentials because they may not have been uh, educated at a Canadian or U.S. or Western uh, European university. We need to get all hands on deck, and these people are well-educated, have a great experience, and often um, are much more entrepreneurial. Immigrants are much more likely to start new businesses than native-born Canadians, are much more likely to have those businesses engage in international trade. There's a huge lost opportunity here that I think we really need to be looking at more closely in Canada. Yeah, and data like this can really instruct that and sort of guide policy, hopefully, to say, okay, we, we can see some of the issues that we're dealing with here. Let's address them. Yeah, we hope so. We hope the... Uh, you know, like like this conversation we're having right now, that this report helps sort of, you know, catalyze this conversation and uh, and keeps moving the ball down the field so we can, uh, you know, continue to support long-term economic growth and prosperity in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent stuff. Thanks so much, Randall. Appreciate you being here.
My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.